0: Hello and welcome to Ghostwriter. I'm your host, Corinne Prevost. Well, guys, where the hell have I been all summer? I moved finally. I have 1.5 bathrooms. I'm just like everybody else, but I am so excited to not have to share the same bathroom with my husband and son. Um, I went to Palm Springs twice I went to Yosemite and Paso Robles. I don't recommend Yosemite in the summer. That is a fall or winter trip. It was so hot there, and Paso Robles was even hotter. I'm ready for summer to be over, it is so hot. I just I can't take it anymore. I'm ready for some cold weather. I mean, when I say cold weather, I'm I mean California cold weather, not actual real cold weather. Um, and then last weekend, I went to Burbank to see my beautiful friends Scarlett and Aaron get married, and. Whew, You know, when parents get away from their kids, because we left our son here in Laguna, got a hotel for two nights in Burbank, um, you know, you just can go wild in a way that you can't when you know you're going to have that 7 a.m. wake up time. And sometimes we lose control of the situation, which I think is what happened to my husband and I, but we had the best time. But I literally just have not even had one sip of wine since I left their wedding. I'm detoxing after all the fun and I had there and all the 9,000 drinks I had. Okay guys, so recently Clarissa and I went to an event called Thirsty Thursday at the Irvine Improv and we didn't know anything about this event. All we knew is that it featured Patty Stanger and Jeff Lewis. So we were like, we're in, get us some VIP tickets. We didn't know if they were going to be doing stand-up comedy, which to my knowledge is not something that they've ever done before we didn't know if what the hell was going to be an interview we didn't know so you know it was kind of exciting and fun to go and we came later on so when we got there they the the deal is at the uh, at the improv is they open the doors like two hours to two and a half hours before a show starts so you can just sit there and get super drunk and that's what happened so we walk in there stone cold sober everyone in there is naked wasted okay it is all OC housewives. if you don't live in the OC or you've never been to the OC, it is exactly what you would think it is. It is just a million white women with blonde hair that are wasted drunk. Are there sky tops? Mm, not really, but the the sky brand is alive and well here, I do have to say but um sky tops are not that cheap like a sky dress I think is like over two hundred bucks, so maybe one day. all right so. This show was just something that was more thrown together than this podcast is. Basically, it was just Patty and Jeff on stage. And I don't listen to Jeff's radio show, but I guess there's a care I forget the guy's name, but there's a guy on his radio show who kind of just did like a Q&A. So obviously, these are all pre-planned questions that they're asking Patty and Jeff. And Jeff did talk about you know, one of his biggest regrets is his fallout with Jenny Poulos and that he thinks he's going to try and mend this relationship and fix this relationship. And he also said that he kind of got, he did get fired from Bravo because when the executives got together and talked about continuing to do the show, flipping out without Jenny, I guess they voted on, let's just scrap the show altogether as opposed to, doing the show without Jenny. So I don't know if he genuinely wants to, uh, fix things with Jenny, which very well might be the case, or if it's maybe in his best interest to do so, so that they can maybe pitch it to another network or try to get back in good graces with Bravo. I don't know. So we did have at one point. Okay, so first when you walk in, let's start from the beginning. When you walk in, there's you know, usually a merch table at the improv when there's comedians. So there was one merch table and it had this perfume that was called like Stanger by Patty Stanger, or something like that. And it was in the cheapest bottle. I don't know if you guys remember this fragrance called Demeter, D-E-M-E-T-E-R. I might be saying it wrong, but they had like, 40 different fragrances, and one would be grass, one would be dirt, one would be cotton candy. They were all, like, one-note fragrances. I used to wear one of them. I can't remember which one now. Or, like, Fresh Linen. They had, like, funny whatever. So it was exactly that bottle, so it's obvious she didn't design the bottle. And it had the cheapest sticker on it, and it smelled not so great. It was just really heavy and strong. And I was like, huh, this doesn't feel like anything the Patty Stanger brand from... The bottle shape to the label to the smell and it was fifty dollars and the guy's like come back and buy it I didn't see anyone buying this to my knowledge zero people bought it so all right so then okay so the interview they do a little interview that's great then they do bravo bravo trivia which I um, answered a question it was the easy question and they gave prizes out if you got the question right so the prize they gave was this company called Eye of Love. It makes these pheromone-based perfumes. So they gave me a little gift bag with some of their perfumes, which I didn't really, really look at it until I got home later. And the funny thing is it was a rollerball perfume, which I love a rollerball, even though actually I like the spray more than a rollerball, but I love the idea of buying scents in small packages because it's I like to switch up my scents all the time. I get really tired of perfumes so I like to always change and I think it's nice to have little travel ones you don't have to bring the whole bottle when you just love small fragrances but the spray is my favorite but this is a rollerball but these pheromones were so funny they're very specific of who you want to attract so they gave me the male to male pheromone which was a funny choice for this event because it was like 99% women and 1% gay men, so I guess they were hoping one of them would get it. So I have to, I'm saving that one to give to one of my um, gay guy friends. And I just thought it was weird that they were giving out fragrances because Patty was also trying to sell her own fragrance in the front. So, that okay, so then at the end of it, there was a VIP meet and greet where you got to go meet Patty and Jeff. And they gave out little VIP gift bags. And the gift bags had more Eye of Love fragrances in are different ones, ones that actually were like to, for a woman to attract a man or whatever, a man to attract a woman, um, which, by the way, smells really good. The Eye of Love fragrance is really good. Um, she, I looked online and I guess Patty's like a rep or, you know, spokesperson rather for the eye of love pheromone fragrances. And she basically is like, oh men you know, whatever, selling it left to right and center. I have to say I didn't, my husband was just business as usual. He got annoyed with me the other day and I was wearing it. So I don't know. It smells good, but don't, don't, you know, bet your bottom dollar on the fact that you're going to make your husband or any other men go wild with it. It feels like that would be a direct conflict of interest if she's also the spokesperson for eye of love so i went online and looked up patty stanger fragrance there's tons of stuff about her talking about eye of love but there's absolutely nothing about her fragrance so i'm wondering if this is like a dirty backdoor deal that she's doing her own fragrance and like she really most likely is under contract and should not be doing that Okay, I'm not necessarily the biggest Patty Sanger or Jeff Lewis fan. Those are what I call, for me, they're like treadmill shows, which are – they're shows that, like, I always kind of know what's going on with them, flipping out and um – um million dollar matchmaker but i'm not dedicated to them like i'm not buying the full season on itunes which is what i'm doing with my real shows like every single real housewives ever you know all of my 90 day fiances which we'll get into later you know it's a show that like it's like the kardashians for me like sure i know the players i know the game but i'm not you know really truly caught up in all the details so um my girlfriend who I went with, Clarissa, I guess used to be a huge Patty Singer fan until this event, because Patty came across as just really kind on stage and kept saying, like, oh, women can join my club for free. And if any of you have a single girlfriend or you're single, come talk to me, blah, 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 all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool. She kept saying, like, come talk to me. Come talk to me. Come talk to me. If you're single, if you're single. Okay, cool. So when the meet and greet comes, I say, Oh, Patty, nice to meet you. My beautiful friend, Clarissa is single. Can we, you know, what do you think you join the club? And she just looks at me and she says, just go to my website. Uh, okay, bitch, you're the one that said to talk to you, and now you're being, like, so rude and dismissive. It seemed like she was not at all into the meet and greet. Like, she barely was making eye contact. She was just trying to rush people through. Jeff was really a star. He really was connecting with each person. Like, told my friend Clarissa that her perfume felt amazing. Talked to her for a bit. Um, then when I was like being shuffled off, he was like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't get to meet you and came and gave me a hug. And he was just, you know, come on, like give us something. Even if you're a great A asshole, like the meet, if, don't, don't offer a meet and greet, a VIP meet and greet, if you don't want to do it and you're not going to do it with a good attitude. And when we went to, um, Some other girlfriends and I went to go see Luann perform. Luann was lovely. You know, it's like, it doesn't take much. You can just be lovely for a moment. Just make eye contact for one second. Have a moment. Say, hey, you know, nice dress, whatever. It's not that hard. And I feel like they were saying how this was their first ever event like of this sort that they connected to do this event together. And they're, you know, and it seemed like the first one. I mean, this event was a hot, buttery mess. It was just a pre-planned interview, a Bravo quit like trivia, which I love Bravo trivia, so I'm not complaining. But it's a filler, guys. It's a filler, okay. And then it was um, a Q and A from the audience. Oh, speaking of the audience, guys, 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 guess who was in the audience? Okay, Gina Keo, Lynn Curtin, Peggy Taus, Tuse? I'm not sure how you say her name, but remember, do you guys remember blonde Peggy who? Came on as, like, being friends with Alexis, and then they had a whole crazy falling out. And then um, Tammy Knickerbocker. I mean, that is bringing it back. So I think that's kind of interesting. And they were all sitting together. I guess they came together. I didn't get to talk to any of them, but I did—well, that's not true. I saw Gina Keo for a second. Gina Keo has so many fillers in her face. It is— it's jarring. It's absolutely jarring. But I did say just, like, hi to her, and she said hi, and I don't know. I think Gina Keough has just a sweet spirit, and it was just exciting and fun to see her. I mean, guys, I had Real Housewives of Orange County Season 1 on DVD. I absolutely, positively loved, loved, loved that show. Anyway, in conclusion, I do not regret going to the Patty and Stinger and Jeff Lewis event. If they do another event, I will go. But if you go, just know it's a hot, buttery mess. When it was time for the VIP meet and greet, they had absolutely no plan. Because typically in an organized show, you have them say, like, okay, everyone, thank you so much for coming. And then someone goes around to the VIP section and says, okay, guys, you guys sit here, sit tight. And then Patty and Jeff would go backstage backstage and we we will, you know, let you know when they come out for the meet and greet, but they'll get rid of all the the commoners, all the people that don't have the VIP. But this one was a hot mess. Okay, guys, Real Housewives of Orange County. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I feel like it's so hard to come up behind New York. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you're doing stand-up comedy and someone goes on stage and, you know, do you want to go after Dave Chappelle? No, you don't. And Real Housewives of New York They're like the Dave Chappelle of the Housewives franchise. And I don't know, maybe like OC is like the carrot top, you know? I mean, you you just can't, you can't do it. So I'm feeling like it's more promising. I'm into it. I met Bronwyn um, at, where was I? I think I talked about this already. BCBG. And she was buying a bunch of dresses for interview looks for filming. And she was super nice. I mean, she was dressed... Super extra. She had, like, clear heels on. I mean, just a crazy, a pretty crazy outfit. Uh, definitely, like, crazy for OC. Um, but anyway, I'm into, like, her upbringing. I want to learn more about all this, like, growing up at, you know, on the Sunset Strip. I find that fascinating. I love the Sunset Strip. Uh, I'm into, like, really diving into Gina's situation, even though part of me is, like, Gina's not doing well, and Gina needs to move back to Long Island and move in with her parents, and Jada can't find her keys, guys. She's, like, crawling in her house through the window and the doggy door. And that's not a good look for a mom. And I know. I know this firsthand because I I only have one kid. And I'm not necessarily doing that great with certain aspects of being a parent. For instance, I guess on Fridays the, my son's supposed to wear this T-shirt that the school gave out to him. And I didn't know this. I don't know where you could get this type of information, <laughs> but everyone, I guess, in the entire school wore this T-shirt except for him. And he came home last Friday just so pissed at me that I, I mean, I laid out his his shirt for Friday on Wednesday of this week because I was terrified. I was supposed to send pictures to his teacher. Anyway, we, we could go, we could just go on for thirty minutes about what I what I failed to do. So we won't do that, but. You know, I, I've lost the keys. I, I get it. I mean, I'm not driving drunk, um, so I have that going for me. But I'm telling you guys, Cota de Casa is very far from the bars, so I, I could see how this could happen. But I love the um, whole concept of, like, she was at this mommy party. The story is stinks. It doesn't make any sense. So she's at this mommy party, probably someone's selling something, and um, essential oils or something else. And... She was driving drunk, but her friend brought a roadie in the car, and she—but um the, but then we find out it's at 3.30 in the morning, and some people are like, what kind of mommy party is, like, at 3.30 in the morning? And I will tell you, some of these mom parties are crazy, okay? My parents' club, you know, we get a little crazy, so I, I don't know that we really stay out till 3.30 in the morning, but— We've had some we've had some moments. Last year's Christmas party, I had to call my babysitter. Oh, first I said, okay, this is really bad. Okay. So first I said, I ordered some food and I paid for it. Can you please go to the restaurant and pick up my food? <laughs> I know. Then get come here, make my son lunch, and then take him to his ballet class and sit there and just watch him dance. I'll pay you full price just to sit there, play on your phone, watch him dance, and then take him anywhere you want. Here's money. Take him to the park. Just do not come back to this house because I need to lay in bed until 5 p.m. And then get him back here right at 5 p.m. So my husband does not know that any of this happened. And that's what we did. Okay, Emily, obviously, guys, needs to get divorced. What's going on here? This is so crazy. Why is Emily dancing in Las Vegas in a show with the Queen of Versailles? Why is the Queen of Versailles not a real housewife? I mean, that is... She's gold. She is reality television gold. Like, it's it's a waste to not have her on some type of show doing something. But I think she'd be an amazing Real Housewife. And I also think Leah Black needs to come back and be a Real Housewife. I don't know why they're not pulling Leah Black onto Beverly Hills. I mean, Leah Black, I dare say, could replace Lisa Vanderpump. I feel like that would be an absolute seamless transition. She has real money. She has... You know what I wonder? Because... I thought I read somewhere that her Roy Black, her husband, was somehow involved with Epstein. I don't know if he was defended him at some point or was like part of his legal team. So maybe that is a reason to not to not go on the show. But that being said, Beverly Hills would be maybe a great place because we don't talk about any of the all their amazing lawsuits. You can just be on that show apparently and not talk about any of your issues. Um, also, you know, Tamra versus Kelly Dodd. I'm totally into this. Tamra is like one of those people that no matter how much money she gets, it just, she's just... Guys, 90 day fiancé the other way. Jaehoon and Devin. What the fuck? Why... Is she moving to Korea, right? Yeah. Why is she moving to Korea and leaving her job to go live with an unemployed man who lives with his parents in a one bedroom apartment? And she wants to bring the new baby and then get Drusilla. Ooh, Drusilla needs to go on that show Super Nanny or something. She, her behavior is insane. I remember when she was like sticking her hands and her toes in the scrambled eggs and Jihun's parents were like, uh we are not eating those eggs anymore. That dot that girl, she seems like she's feral. But Drusilla is feral. Devin's also one of those people who looks like she's about to cry at every any second. She just seems very emotionally fragile. This is going to be a huge, huge disaster. And also the fact that they don't really speak the same language is a little tough. Okay, Jenny and Summit. So what's going on on the blogs is that apparently it's not just the deal that he's afraid to defy his parents. It's and marry a white woman who's also older, but the fact that he already is married, he has had some kind of arranged marriage and maybe he's going back to visit that wife is where he keeps disappearing to Paul and Carini. I mean, Paul is an absolute crazy man. Have you guys seen the meme where they're blaming the Amazon fires on Paul pretty funny karini is talking to other american men online and they're helping her out financially so i can understand why that would be upsetting to paul i i this is the one time that i'm like getting where paul's coming from but they're just a disaster and the way that they're living their room it just looks like it smells really bad in there it looks disgusting it's i hate Orders and hoarding, it's just it's really bad. Laura and Aladdin. Okay. Aladdin is so good looking to me. Now Laura is what I would call like a hard 50, and Aladdin is or Aladdin rather is just so good looking. And if Aladdin came up to me at a bar, I would be like, okay, here we go. Someone's trying to steal my organs. I would be very suspicious. So I don't I don't understand what is in it for him because a lot of the times it's like okay they're all trying to come and live in America so you, you can understand or get the motives behind that but with him it's that Laura is actually moving to Qatar so I don't I don't understand and she loves her son loves her life in Florida misses her dogs and also she says the sex is terrible. So why would you leave an entire life that you love To go live with someone in a strange place where you have no friends, no family, you don't enjoy it, there's roaches in the apartment, and to top it all off, the sex is bad. I don't get it. Tiffany and Ronald. Um, Basically, I just want to adopt Daniel because Daniel is better than this. He shouldn't have to live in South Africa where they're afraid people are going to come in with guns and machetes at any moment and the amount of security they need to have. I mean... Samuel is a good boy. He just wants to ride his bike around the neighborhood with his little best friend that we saw in the first episode. And he can't because his mom has, like, mental issues and for some reason wants to go live with a poor gambling addict in an unsafe area where she has no family support. And then also, to top it all off, have another baby. Why not? Corey and Evelyn, oh, my God. This is a classic why men love bitches situation. I mean, Evelyn has been straight up with him. She told him many, many times, I'm not the marrying type. I'm not the having kids type. That's not the life that I'm interested in. And yet he continues to give Evelyn all his money. Look, dude, you gave her $40,000, just just let it go. Let it go. Move back to the U.S. I don't know what kind of sex he had with Evelyn that has got him. His, Twisted on this level, but I think what Corey needs to do is just come back to the U.S., work hard again, try to build up that money that he just lost, and um, you know maybe he needs to get a dominatrix, go to her once a week, get abused. He likes the abuse; that is very clear. And Evelyn is a master at doling it out for him. But uh, and and honestly, it's so sad now because his dad just passed away, and those last moments with. His dad he didn't get to have because he was with this crazy girl who slept with everybody in the village. Okay, before the 90 days, which I think is even better than than that one. I forget what that one's called. Um, Okay, Darcy and Tom. Darcy is reality television gold. I want Darcy to be on every rendition of any 90-day show ever. I find her absolutely positively fascinating. I love her hair extensions i mean i don't think they look good but i just love to see what she comes up with with them i love her lashes i love her that she sprays herself with angel perfume like that now listen i wear angel perfume from time to time it was brought to my attention that angel perfume is like the official perfume of strippers and porn stars but whatever i like it but you really one squirt of angel perfume it's like a parfum not an eau de toilette um one spray does yeah like 10 sprays, you could choke someone and kill someone. So I don't, that was insane when she was spraying herself like that. Tom obviously hates her. Darcy only likes men who hate her and have contempt for Americans. Yeah, that's not going to work out. Angela and Michael. Angela, again, reality TV star. Um, Angela and Michael, I could watch them all day. Michael loving Trump, doesn't love Michael, is absolutely amazing. Uh, I don't know if why he thinks that um he's going to that Trump wants him to come to the US. I find that absolutely fascinating. Um Angela is gonna to try to have a baby at 53. I mean it's it's all too much. It's all too much. Okay, Avery and Omar. Here's my theory and we'll see if it, if it's true. But I think that one of two things has happened to Avery that she's had this complete change from being this like 19-year-old normal party girl to being a devout Muslim who is now moving to war-torn Syria. Um, I think that something horrible and traumatic happened to Avery, and she decided that she didn't want to be a party girl anymore, and she doesn't trust herself, so she decided to adopt a lifestyle that is very, very strict and doesn't allow for anything like that to happen again. I think she's suffering from PTSD, I think Avery is something happened and she is suffering and this, this can't go on forever either. And I also love the fact that Omar is like, Oh yeah, I I didn't set up the wedding when they've spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to come and have her mom meet, be there for the wedding and all this stuff. So Omar just seems pretty relaxed about it. Also, he doesn't really seem like he wants Avery to move to Syria is the impression that I'm getting. He's like, oh, if you want to move to Syria, I mean, it's crazy. Okay. Caesar and Maria. What's going on around on the blogs is that Caesar is actually an actor. So I don't really know what that means. Like, was he an actor, tried to be an actor, and it didn't work out. And then now he, and now he, um, is a 90 day fiance. And this is, I mean, I don't, I have no idea, but obviously, I can't imagine a world where Maria shows up in Mexico. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to see what happens with that storyline. And then who knows, maybe he'll get some find another catfish. Uh Jennifer and Timothy. Timothy is reality TV gold. Jennifer is absolutely gorgeous and stunning. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um I love Timothy's manicure. I love his eyebrows. I love I like that he's a little fancy pants man. I I, I like everything about him. Um, I want to see more of him. I also like his like ex back at home, I like her whole vibe. I think she's still in love with Timothy. I wanna go back to Charlotte with them and see what's going on with them. I want Jennifer and her to meet. I hope, hope, hope that's what happens. Kini and Benjamin. Oh, poor, poor Benjamin. What is the bride price? Can a give him like a ballpark figure? I mean, Why are you going to go out there? If the bride price is, like, $100,000, that's not in Benjamin's budget. So Benjamin needs to find someone else that doesn't have a bride price, right? Why are we not discussing, like, the the ballpark figure here? You know, is it $500? I don't know. I don't know what the U.S. dollar exchange rate is over there. Zaid and Rebecca. I mean, Rebecca is a private investigator, yet... This is how she she chooses to run her life. It's absolutely amazing. That costume that Zaid put Rebecca in was pure comedy, some of the best comedy that I've seen on television in a while. And I mean, I, I just can't see this working out either. And these poor children of these 90 day fiance people, they just can't take it anymore. They're just like, here we flip and go again with my crazy ass mom trying to get with some 20 something year old in the dang middle East. I mean, if you are a woman that doesn't like to go to the supermarket, unless you have five inches of cleavage coming out of your shirt, then let me just give you a little hint. Maybe you don't want to find a middle Eastern man to date on international websites and go try and live in the Middle East. That's just not going to work. That's not how it works there. Don't be surprised when you get there and you need to cover up. That is the culture there. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just what it is. I mean, a quick internet research, you can figure it out. So anyway, guys, Loving and the Fiancé, the other show that I'm absolutely loving, that's not a reality show, but Danny McBride on HBO, The Righteous Gemstones. Is anyone watching this? It kind of reminds me of a little bit the culture of Mama D and Deandra on Real Housewives of Dallas because they used to sell their ultimate living products on the Christian network. And you'll see a little bit of that type of deal in The Righteous Gemstones. Danny McBride's from North Carolina. And North Carolina has a lot of these big mega churches that have like coffee shops and, uh, you know, all these different revenue streams coming in, and really, it's just a lot of these people are—you know—the the pastor's wife is over here wearing Louis Vuitton and all the designers. So, anyway, very fascinating. And what else? Succession is great. I'm back on Ballers is great. Um, loving Real Housewives of Dallas. There's rumors that there's going to be a Real Housewives of Chicago is filming. Um, there's rumors it was going to be a gay man joining the cast of Real housewives of New York. We know Bethany has left. There's rumors that Erica Girardi has left, but then I just saw a picture that she's filming. So maybe she's a friend of, we don't know. Uh, what, what's her name? Garcelle Bouvard. Is that how you say it? Uh, she is apparently joining real housewives of Beverly Hills. There's lots of new things brewing and lots of new things going on. I'm loving the new Carrie on real housewives of Dallas. So, It's an exciting time in Real Housewives and in 90 Day Fiancé. All right, guys. I will be back next week. Bye. Oh, oh, wait. I just want to say congratulations to Scarlett and Erin on their marriage. They're in Mexico right now, honeymooning. And also congratulations to Andrew and Todd on their engagement. Love you guys. Bye.